Astronomicon, the number one pop culture event of the year. Comics, toys for wrestling, pop culture, and much, much more. February 8th through the 10th, 2019, Wyndham Gardens, Sterling Heights, Michigan. 34911 Van Dyke, Sterling Heights, Michigan, 48312. Tickets and VIP packs are available at astronomicon.com slash tickets. More than just a Comic-Con, it's Astronomicon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this special Astronomicon episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast at MetalNexus.net, home for all your metal and hard rock news, interviews, and so much more. And so much more is Daniel Terry, who is with me as always. As every time I am with you. I mean, you got a slew of video games. I'm not going to keep this in the episode, but you're all grumpy about some old-ass technology. Yeah, that's just kind of one of my things, man. I, uh... I get pretty grumpy about stuff that doesn't matter. So, talking about stuff that does matter. Yeah, I had the uh, pleasure the last two uh, really snowy days here in Michigan to talk about the Astronomicon Festival, which is coming up next Friday, February 8th through the 10th at the Wyndham Garden in Sterling Heights. Uh, yeah, Dan, have you ever been to a con? Uh, yeah, I've been to a few Comic Cons. And obviously, I've been to Rock and Pod, which is a con. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it's, totally, it's totally a metal and hard rock con. Now, so, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty familiar. You know, uh, you get yourself some celebrities mm-hmm. out there to come talk to the people, get them to come in. And it's just kind of a way for a lot of people that are really into horror and pop culture to get together and uh, talk about what they love and meet fellow fans and, and make connections that way. You get to meet a lot of cool people. And I haven't been to a con that I've really thought has been too bad. My wife even dragged me to a steampunk convention one time, and uh, that was fun, too. <laughs> I have never been to a con of any kind. Um, I've always wanted to go. Uh, I think if you have listened to the podcast enough or heard me talk to some people about various things, whether it be you know video games or movies and so forth, uh, obviously I'm a fan of, of a lot of different things. And I think you know the fun thing, even though this is very centric to this specific con here in Michigan that's happening again in Sterling Heights next Friday, um, you know, this this kind of covers a lot of things. It is the second uh, Astronomicon being put on by the Twisted uh, guys, Paul and Jamie. And, you know, this year, it definitely has a the, the horror uh, vibe that you would definitely expect from those guys. I mean, you have such uh, classic uh, character actors as Bill Mosley, who was actually on this episode. Kane Hodder. I mean, Jason Voorhees, obviously. Uh, Edward Furlong, which uh, that one definitely surprised me. I was not expecting him to... I haven't really seen his name at many cons. I, I kind of thought he disappeared. So uh, maybe it'll be interesting to uh, see what he's up to and, and maybe get him to do a couple minutes with me uh, while we're there. Uh, Linda Blair, not Selma Blair. I know I fucked that up. Uh, I had a re- We had actually just recently, and this was totally fitting of a con and why it didn't seem out of the realm of plausibility to be the right name. Uh, at work, we made a uh, the craft shirt, which has got Summer Blair on it. Oh, very cool. Um, so I had Summer Blair on the mind uh, the last couple of days, and uh, not Linda Blair. So apologies, and everyone who will comment in, yes, I know. Uh, but right. I mean, it also covers uh, wrestling. We got Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust. We have Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, The Outsiders, NWO. You got Jake the Snake. Uh, even reality stars such as Bam Margera from Jackass and CKY and a slew of other skateboarding things and... Tiny Zeus Lister from the the fucking Friday movies. Like, there's there's so many cool people at this thing. Uh, I don't know if my wife is gonna like it. I hope she does. I think she probably will. There's I think a lot of cool people there, and you know, 
never underestimate the power of just the people that are there, not just the celebrities or the panels or the events, but sometimes just like the people that you meet at these cons. Um, you, you may find out that there's a lot of like-minded people that are right next to you. Yeah, that's true. So we're actually running two uh, two interviews back-to-back, uh, something we've not done before. But uh, like I said, we wanted to do a little bit of pre-coverage for the Astronomicon, which again is happening next week, Friday the 8th through the 10th. Uh, go to astronomicon.com and you can see a listing of everyone there, get VIP passes and so forth. So the first up will be a quick uh, about 15-20 minute interview I did with Bill Mosley of the Devil's Rejects. And coming out soon enough, hopefully, will be the third installment of the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses Devil Rejects uh franchise which is going to be three from hell uh you might also remember him as chop top from texas chainsaw massacre 2 if you remember that movie oh i do yeah and bring uh, the whole house down yeah it was uh it was fun uh we talk a little bit about uh detroit's own child bite he was in their video for vermin mentality and he was even in a video of uh twisteds Uh, i don't remember what the song was called but uh I did check it out, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I got to say, it was uh, Dan called me off for calling him Mr. Mr. Mosley. <laughs> You're like, uh, hello, is Mr. Mosley there? Uh, also, a, a fun little of note thing is uh, the fact that during it, you can hear, if you listen really carefully, you can hear a huge like just burst of uh, thunder. And apparently, uh, when I was on Facebook after the interview, everyone that lives in California was talking about it. Apparently, it was could be heard like all over California, or all over like Hollywood area. Um, it was, it was nuts. I, I didn't hear it until I went back to edit. Cause he was like, sorry about that. And I was like, I didn't hear anything. And then when I heard, went back <laughs> to edit it, I was like, holy shit, you can really hear it. He um, wasn't lying. No, yeah. nope. So I left, uh, left all that in for everybody. So we're going to kick it off with uh, my little chat with Bill Mosley. And then we will get into my chat with Jamie Madrox of Twisted talking more things Astronomicon. And we'll talk to you guys afterwards. What up? This is Ben Margera letting everybody know to check out Brutally Speaking Podcast. They talk to members of CKY, Guar, and a fuckload of other bands. So check them out on iTunes, Spotify, and whatever else you listen to podcast. Cheers. Hello, is this Mr. Mosley? Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? This is John with the podcast. Hey, John, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Hopefully you're uh, not stuck in any frigid winter weather like we have here in Michigan. Uh, you know, John, actually, uh, I think I heard the first rumbles of an oncoming rainstorm. We are about to experience so, that, too. So our shit's going to not only be frozen, but then have a nice batch of ice on top of it as well. That is that I, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Uh, you know, I grew up in northern Illinois and... Uh, Good old Barrington, Illinois, and uh, that's why I moved to California. <laughs> I uh, I was out there early last year, and I couldn't get over out to LA. That is, and I couldn't get over how none none of the industry or the town wants to do anything before noon. Yeah, yeah, we like to sleep. <laughs> we're, we're 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 all vampires here. <laughs> I, I suppose that's why the Hollywood vampires stick. Yeah, the Hollywood vampires. We stay up very late. Um, well, you know, we could uh, wax about weather and uh, old-timey Hollywood stuff, but the real reason you're actually here is to talk about the Astronomicon, which is happening next week, February 8th through the 10th, out here in Michigan, but to be more specific, out in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Um, you are no stranger to the con world. Um, you know, how has it been for you uh, to kind of, you know, firsthand get to, to interact with your fans and kind of hear about uh, what your work has, how your work has impacted them? 
Um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Is uh, I'm, I'm sorry, just uh, my wife just came in uh, completely freaked out because a giant tongue of lightning just struck literally about probably not less than a mile away. Oh, wow. And then there was a huge explosion. So uh, could you ask me that question again, please? Uh, yeah, I was just saying, you know, you're, you're no stranger <laughs> to, uh, to the con world. You know, I know you guys or you have gone to a lot of cons over the years. And, you know, it, it puts you in, I think, in a very unique per- opportunity to be one-on-one with your fans and actually get to hear what your work over, you know, the several decades has done for these people or what it means to them. So I just kind of wanted to know what is that experience like from your end? You know, it's a lot of fun. And I really, um, I, I commend the fans first and foremost for their courage, because a lot of times, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you have a hero, a favorite actor, uh, favorite musician, Somehow, some way, you know, you have somebody on a pedestal and then you meet them in person and they turn out to be less than you had expected or hoped. Right. And uh, meeting sometimes they're they're assholes (laughs) and uh, that can really be ruinous because that also, uh, you know, because that kind of uh, blows your appreciation of um, uh, whatever movie or song or whatever it was that that you loved in the first place. So um, I commend the fans for coming up and, you know, and, and sticking their hands out, uh, which is great. And uh, I really consider it a, a very important duty and part of my job is to, uh, you know, is to be a decent human being <laughs> just so that, you know, just to just to preserve their appreciation for whatever uh, the movie was or the song was that I participated in. Um that being said, I, I love to hear, you know, when people come up to you and they say, I, I love your work. It was so important to me and my family. I mean, you know, of course, that's going to you know, make anybody feel good. And, um, uh, you know, I also love the cons because, of course, I get to hang out with my fellow monsters. <laughs> uh, that's a big plus. I love hanging out with Sid Haig and Kane Hodder and Doug Bradley and Linda Blair, Ashley Lawrence, Elvira. You know, that's just, uh, you know, it's a hoot. It really, we really have a lot of fun. They're all great people. Um, then the other thing is that it's also a good place to encourage young talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple of instances where, you know, I've gotten jobs even, or I've, I've gotten compliments from people who said, you know, when I was seven, I met you at a convention and now I'm, you know, 60, <laughs> no, not, that, not that long. But now, you know, years later, um, that encouraged me to, uh, you know, write something or direct something or write and direct something. So that also is really important to just, uh, you know, give encouragement to, you know, in some direction, I guess, uh, in in a very general way to, uh, you know, aspiring, you know, writers and directors and actors. You know, it's kind of funny. I wanted to mention a few ties you actually have to the Detroit area and with this con specifically. I mean, you appeared in a Twisted video who, you know, Paul and Jamie are the two putting this on. But something I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit more about is uh, you were in a video with my of my friends, uh, Childbite for Vermin Mentality a little while ago. How did did that come about? Uh, That came about because I, you know, I ended up doing a um, uh, an EP with uh, Phil Anselmo of Housecore Records. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had met. Uh, child bite at, at uh, house core music and horror convention back in San Antonio a couple years ago. And um, 
I think child bite, they might be, are they from Wisconsin or something? I mean, nope, they're, they're all from Detroit. They, they're all from Detroit. I beg your pardon. <laughs> no, it's okay. uh, I knew they were mid, I knew they were Midwest. I forgot exactly where they were from, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I love their music. I saw them perform down at, uh, you know, Phil Anselmo's show and, uh, we became pals that way. And then, you know, of course, when I did uh, Bill and Phil songs of darkness and despair, um, you know, we were all part of the house core family. So, uh, uh, yeah. And then vermin mentality, vermentality was like, <laughs> oh my God, so much fun to do. And it was, it was a fun video to shoot. It was crazy. I loved the song and, um, uh, you know, we just kind of took it from there. You know, with everything being in the house core family, would you like to collaborate with, you know, Sean or the child bite guys at all and maybe do a track with them? Is that something that's been discussed at all? Uh, it hasn't been discussed, but uh, I'm totally open to it. That would be great. Actually, I'm working, uh, again, speaking of the Housecore family, um, right now I'm working with a couple of guys from uh, the band War Beast. Okay. And uh, we've, we've formed our own little side band called Mr. Machine. And uh, so we're working, actually, we're working up uh, an EP right now. So that's really a lot of fun. Now, you know, flirting around with some of the band stuff you've done, I know there's a con, uh, Rock and Shock, down on the East Coast somewhere. Um, and I know they like uh, to yes, do... Yes, it's in Worcester, Worcester, Mass. Okay, that's what I thought. I just didn't, you know, I didn't want to speak uh, wrongly. Yep. Um, but, you know, I know they do a lot of bands. You know, they'll have Doyle play and, you know, a lot of band, bands that are kind of in the realm of the, the horror uh, pop culture con thing. Has has anyone actually ever approached you to kind of to play uh, at any of these cons, or is that something you would like to do? No, but I've I've gone to I've gone to Rock and Shock uh, a number of times. In fact, that's the first time I saw ICP. Okay, and uh, was Rock and Shock, and uh, uh, you know a, a, a former, you know a couple of bands that were regular there for for a couple of years. Uh, one was ICP, and the other one was Guar. Mm-hmm. And it was very funny because uh, the the poor auditorium where the bands played. <laughs> You know, they boy, they got out a lot of plastic for uh, for both bands. Guar, of course, squirting all kinds of colored blood and jizz and whatever else was coming out of them and off on all the uh, you know the uh, the mosh pit. Right. And then, of course, uh, ICP with all the fago. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it was so funny because uh, you know I just imagine that you know is. I'm sure, you know, certainly there were great concerts, but it was probably, uh, I bet you the cleanup bill was pretty big. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of those bands aren't allowed to play in, in certain areas. They have certain venues they stick to because of that very reason. I'll bet. <laughs> um, kind of speaking, you know, staying in the, the, the realm of music and, and the, the conventions and so forth, um, you know, obviously news has been made that you guys just recently, you guys and, and one gal, uh, recently wrapped up the new uh, Rob Zombie film, the uh, from Three from Hell. Uh, yeah, we actually wrapped that uh, a little the, uh, last year. And, um, you know, uh, then, then right after we wrapped, which is uh, uh, late spring of last year, uh, Rob went on the road, speaking of music, with Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. and um, and was gone for, I think, I think he would, they, they were touring for almost three months. About, yeah. And um, and then what happened was uh, uh, that's when Rob got back into uh, uh, post-production on Three From Hell. So, which I think is still going on as far as I know. And uh, so, 
somehow, some way, Three from Hell will be coming out later this year. That's that's as the, the most specific I've gotten later this year. And, uh, you know, it should be, I mean, according, according to Rob, he's, he's very excited. So when I hear that, it makes me feel good because it means that, uh, you know, that, um, you know, uh, maybe I won't get fired. <laughs> I guess it's a little late for that. So, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm always happy as an, as an insecure actor to hear that, uh, you know, he's happy with everything. Right. Are you surprised, you know, it's been, you know, made very public a lot of the issues that surrounded getting House of a Thousand Corpses released initially. Are you surprised all these years later, decades later now, actually, that you're still playing the same character from that first movie that seemed so doomed that it would never get out due to all the the issues with finding a home for it and so forth? Uh, I am surprised. Uh, Surprised and happy. In fact, it's the only... Otis Driftwood is the only character that I've ever reprised, uh, you know, even once, uh, you know, certainly, you know, some of my other, you know, more, uh, renowned characters like, uh, Chop Top from uh, Texas Chainsaw 2, never did that again. Uh, never did, uh, Johnny from Night of the Living Dead. Of course, I died pretty quickly, <laughs> so there wasn't really much to do except come back as a zombie and they you know unlike the original uh they did not have johnny come back actually i did come back but i was just uh they they brought back my dummy and i was in the back (laughs) of a pickup truck and they they pulled some canvas and they went oh my god johnny right Uh, because uh they were they were a little they they didn't have the budget quote unquote to uh fly me back for uh any kind of uh you know zombie walk as johnny so I didn't reprise that character. Uh, Luigi Largo from Repo, the genetic opera. Mm-hmm. There never really was a sequel, so I didn't reprise that character. Although I did work for Darren Bowsman, uh, the director in a movie called The Devil's Carnival, which uh, followed Repo, which is also a musical. I, but I didn't play Luigi. I played uh, the magician in that one. So Otis Driftwood is really the only character I've ever had a chance to uh, – revisit and um it was very interesting it was interesting uh this time around because uh for three from hell because this is now i think it's got to be about 14 years later uh since uh since we shot uh, devil's rejects so it was interesting to uh revisit otis um and i do remember uh there was uh there was a scene right when I started, we started shooting. Uh, there was a moment where I had some kind of a, you know, not such a long, a speech, mm-hmm. let's say. And, um, you know, and I was, I was going for it and I was, I was fumbling my lines, um, you know, which is something you don't really want to see in an actor. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I was, I, I couldn't, I just kept kind of, fumbling my lines and uh you know and rob was kind of looking at me like you know what's what's going on here and uh and i just i took a moment and i i just kind of sat down and i heard this voice in my head and the voice was uh you know I, bill just, you know, just sit, sit this one out i got it and basically it was the voice of otis 
And uh, Otis knew how to play Otis. Uh, Bill was kind of doing the insecure actor, like, what's my line? What's my motivation? I, I never asked that, actually. But, <laughs> you know, it was, it was like, instead of, you know, instead of the insecure actor, it's just like, please get out of the way. You know, sit down, go to craft service, you know, have a, have a cup of tea. Let me handle this. And um, as soon as we figured that out, me and Otis, uh, everything worked out just great. Yeah, I uh, have to thank you personally for providing one of the most awkward experiences of my life with my parents, uh, watching that hotel scene with them the first time they had seen Devil's Rejects, because I had bought the movie and talked it up so much they wanted to watch it with me, and then I forgot about that. Somehow I forgot about that, and then that scene pops up, and I was like, it's already awkward enough, but it's really awkward watching it with your parents, and I just kind of was like... Mm. Guess guess we're now all experiencing this. Uh, so, th thank you <laughs> for uh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> and how did how did your parents like it? Uh, they equally thought it was uh, equally disturbing. Um, which you know, I I <laughs> well, I know it you, is disturbing. I know it and disturbed me. I know. As I say, uh, I had them watch the uh, the special feature on you know the whole making of the movie, but that thing because I was like, it's it's just so human because of how human you all made it. Like it, the fact that all of you in the room were like, God, this is really, this is really fucking tough. Um, but you know, I think it's the fact that everyone was able to get it there that, that makes that movie, especially uh, just so human. And you know, it's something I think, you know, you guys have all talked about just how you turn despicable humans and make them somehow you care for all three of them in their own unique way, even though they do atrocious things to people. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, it, for some reason, I, I end up in these fucked up families, uh, <laughs> starting with the, the Sawyers, of course, is chopped up in, mm -hmm. in the Texas Chainsaw 2. And then uh, Luigi Largo, you know, I'm a member of the Largo family, and uh, they are completely fucked up in Repo. And, uh, you know, the Driftwoods and the Fireflies in, you know, <laughs> in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. So... You know, but what's what's really interesting is that a lot of people can identify because, you know, certainly that our, our, we're on a long car trip. Uh, baby wants to stop and get ice cream. <laughs> you know, I say no fucking way. There ain't no ice cream in your fucking future. And it's tutti fucking fruity and, you know, the whole deal. And that really, I think, was the you know, that that turned the audience from from reviling us to uh, really identifying right and then uh but also you have to give a lot of credit to uh william Forsythe as mm -hmm. sheriff mm -hmm. Dell. i mean yeah. he was he was even more despicable than we were yeah. so uh that uh, that helped a lot well i mean I, there's not really a great segue to kind of end this from <laughs> from that uh something about you know meeting a wonderful family i think uh and something i'm very much looking forward to this is going to be my first con ever my wife and i are coming up to uh hopefully get some more interviews and just check it out and i'm uh, very much looking forward to uh seeing what it's all about it seems like a great culture of people who are very supportive of, of everyone's various interests and so forth and uh i think it's going to be a great time so uh, do you have anything to it, it should be a great time and you know and, it, and what is funny and again kind of uh, peculiar i guess at least uh, superficially and that is that you know, a lot of the horror people that you will meet, uh, myself, I hope included, are actually decent human beings. Oh, for sure. And that that's, makes it even more of a head scratcher. Like how, <laughs> wait a minute, you mean you don't uh, sacrifice animals and go out and, you know, strangle people at midnight? 
Right. Like, no, actually, no. You know, I, you know, wash the dishes and do the laundry and, you know, walk my dog. <laughs> so it's like, you know, sorry, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a satanic altar, um, you know, so, uh, but, uh, you know, so it's actually, it's a lot of, it, it, it's great to, in a way to find that out because you realize that, uh, you know, that's the art of this kind of entertainment kind of like Grand Guignol, you know, where you basically were, you know, we, uh, this isn't, um, this isn't real. We make it real when we're actually, you know, when the director says action, uh, you know, you better make it real or else, you know, people are going to know that it, you're just faking it. Uh, so we're, you know, we don't mess around, but, um, you know, we don't live that lifestyle. Let's put it that way. Right. Well, not all of us. I'm sure. I'm sure some of them do, but but not me. <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, Bill, thank you, Mr. Mosley. Thank you again Good. for taking the time, and uh, hopefully we will see you uh, next Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I, I look forward to it. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, yeah, and hopefully, I look forward uh, to it. And again, you know, and Sid, Sid and I are doing that. Uh, you know, doing the photo op on Saturday. Yeah, in <laughs> full makeup. Excuse I think me, I read. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm dressing up as Otis from House of a Thousand Corpses in the. You know, the black and white face paint and the red robe and Sid's dressing up as Captain Spaulding and his full clown costume. And if you want to actually want to see what it looks like, I'm, I'm on Instagram as at Chop Top Mosley. Okay. And if you go to at Chop Top Mosley, there's uh, I posted a picture of, uh, you know, what we will look like, uh, you know. I guess, you know, your face here is, you know, what the uh, what the understanding is. And um, so, you know, check that out, too. Awesome. Well, thank you very much and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Safe travels. Sounds good. I'll see, I'll see you then. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye. And now let's throw it over to my conversation with Jamie Madrox of Twisted talking all things Astronomicon. All right. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know you're in Michigan, obviously, because I heard that you were in the studio. So you're getting just as dumped on as we are probably here in Grand Rapids. It's 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 more of a, a cold issue with us here. I don't know. Yet. They're like acting like it's never been this cold before. I mean, it is chilly outside, but it it it's like people are acting really really uptight and crazy over this. It's it's something extra. I don't know. We got dumped on since Sunday night, and it's just kind of been nonstop. I ended up losing power yesterday, which is why we had to move this. Uh, my oh, power, there. my oh. power and internet's been very fickle at best, and uh, as a result, uh, came to one of the only places that is actually open, which is a bar here in town uh, that has Wi-Fi. Wow! Because like literally, <laughs> that is, there is like that's great. Uh, the road I'm on. I mean, you're, I know you guys have played around here in Grand Rapids a bit. Uh, like the post office is closed. <laughs> like. There is like yeah, a, no, yeah, up to up to no no like no court, no no post office, no uh, no school, and um, something else. It was like pretty much all the all the stuff that could potentially have someone outside waiting to get in somewhere or delivering door to door. Yeah, oh, they shot. I put the kibosh on all of that shit. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's 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 just it's really nuts to know that it's that cold outside. But yeah, we got our snow. We got our healthy dose of snow, and then it kind of just got plowed and everybody took care of that. And then it was just like on came this chill and it just got colder and colder and colder. And I'm like, God damn, it's insane. <laughs> it's, really, it's really crazy. I, yeah. Yeah. So apolo- oh, man. apologies if you have uh, any background noise since uh, apparently this is oh, one no of the worries. only places that is open, like I said uh, today. So 
Uh, and somebody and just they're their... smart because they're making the business. Oh, they're for smart because sure. they're making the business. Everyone else is in, in home in their little hobbit holes, and these guys <laughs> are up here raking it all in. Yeah. I love that. And someone, someone brought their Bernie's Mountain Dogs, and it's awesome. So, Hell yeah. Right on. The real reason we have you on is to talk about Astronomicon, which is happening next uh, Friday, as of when we're recording this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. February 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Window Garden in Sterling Heights. Yes, sir. This is going to be my first con, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You guys did a, a – I mean, you did a, an impressive job last year of getting good people, but this year I think the cross-section between mm -hmm. horror, pop culture, and, and whatever else I'm going to stumble upon, I think you guys have – up the ante as far as this con from last we're, year's yeah we're trying to keep it we're trying to keep it real open so we cover a, a lot of genres and so that there's a little something for everybody from mom dad to the kids you know there, there there's going to be something for everyone there and i and i like that about it myself you know and i agree with you we, we had a good a good uh picking of people the first time around and this time as well and 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 my my main thing is fingers toes and everything crossed that if we don't get no snow like we did last year i think we might be setting some records this year because that was the only thing that really i mean last year the the first year the initial year was a success it was just that it could have been so much bigger so much better but we were we were three feet of snow we had people doing donuts in the parking lot <laughs> and people still came out they still came out in droves. So that was a good sign to me. And it let me know that, you know, it's not only the the regional and the metropolitan Detroit area that's coming out to this, but there are in fact people that are flying on planes and making the trek and making this their vacation. So it is kind of a big to do kind of thing. So I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that and actually being able to bring a second year of it and keep it trucking, you know? So, I mean, with, with the, the first year, you know, the thing that I think is interesting about you guys, as twisted and everything you've done, you guys are very business-minded, and that's something we talked about the last time you were on this show. But right. with it being a con where it's something, you know, I feel like I've never thrown a con, but I've thrown on concerts, and, you know, I know people who have put on festivals and so forth, and it's a year-round thing. So how, how much time really goes into, as soon as last year's was done, how quickly were you already working on the next, this year's? <clears throat> Literally with, within within that very month, we were already right back at it, and 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 some of the team was already booking and locking in because people were adamant about we want that next release date, we want to be able to lock it in. Like when is it? We know it's going to be February. We know it's going to be metropolitan Detroit area. Where and when? Let us know. It happened to be blessed to be at the same place and, and pretty much almost almost calendar to date, same date. So you know what I mean? It's I might be over by a day or so, but you know, but like literally tried to keep everything the same and. uh and, and yeah, it, it's definitely a lot of work. It's definitely a lot of work that they put into this. It's, it's, it's definitely no easy task. We, Paul and I aren't, aren't as immersed in it uh, per se as Mike and George and, and, and Dustin and Jason and the rest of the guys. But I feel confident in knowing that I got a good team who is all about business and has literally showed and proved. And, uh, and I'm, I'm extremely confident about that. What's interesting to me about this is, is like I said, the fact that you guys, you know, you could easily rest on the, the people and the pop culture people that you have come across doing the cons that you have over the last handful mm -hmm. of years. But it seems like, I mean, like with Selma Blair, that's obviously going someone, you know, in my parents' generation that are 20, 30 years older than me in my mid-30s. You right. have people like Bam yep. and stuff like that. Doing, like, when you guys yep. were going to all these cons, how much, no pun intended, how much reconnaissance 
reconnaissance where you kind of doing going like with you and Paul going like, all right, like this is the things we love about this con. This is what we don't like about this. So when you finally decided to do the Astronomicon last year, you knew how to go about it the best that you could for a first year con. It wasn't it, it wasn't so much that we were doing like the recon work. I think it was more that that the the people that we are and the kids that we were, I think we were we were mentally soaking up everything so that when we were when we were posed to do this, we were able luckily we were able to draw back on some of that information and take what we liked about different conventions. Like the first time we went to a Star Trek convention and, and we were blown away that people were doing the cosplay thing and everything like that. Like I'll never forget that. Like we were just like um, this guy's dressed like a fucking Romulan right now. Like, what the hell's going on? Paul, are you seeing this? He's like, you know, these are two kids from the hood. Like, the closest thing we've seen to a Romulan was, like, Channel 20 TV when they played the classic Star Trek. Like, this was great. And and, and seeing how people reacted to Jimmy Doohan and, and, and just stuff like that and how that migrated into the comic cons and just seeing how important the vendors are and, and people who do good good business and, and people who do shitty business. And you know what I mean? Just, just like paying attention to things. And as we got older and always wanted to, you know, we always want to do everything. Anything that we think is fun that we enjoy, we'd like to, you know, obviously try to throw our hat in the game as well. But with the con thing, it's been something that we've wanted to do for a great long time and actually literally last year was was us breaking our cherry so to speak on that with no looking back and already full-fledged bringing number two and dare i say it we were already in talks with a few people for for astro three you know what i mean like we're we're trying to be very progressive about about keeping it ahead of its time so that in case it it, it does become this what we think it should be we're already geared up for it it's funny i mean I think that speaks to just how future-minded you guys have always been with every venture you have. It's, you're never complacent with what you're doing currently, which isn't to say that you are overlooking any of the things that you're currently doing, but you're always right. thinking about how to take it to the next level and always be bigger and better. And I think that that's always served you guys very well. And it's something with the con, like I said already, it's something I've noticed. And so therefore it's like, like, the, this con hasn't even happened. Thank you. This con hasn't even happened, and I'm already excited about next year's because I'm like, where the fuck are they going to take it? Who are they going to get next that's year? That's awesome. And, and, and see, and the beauty in that is, is and I think that's why we're, we're such a, we're, we have such a good team, is because my whole team is just like you and I. We're, we're just as lost in the fandom and caught in the moment as everyone should be because at the end of the, de at the, end of the day, it, it's like it, what these are, are are memories and opportunities. And, and we didn't realize that as children going, you know, growing up and stuff like that and thinking about it now, like uh, Jimmy Doohan's passed away, William Shatner's passed away, Stan Lee's passed away, all people that Paul and I have met. Wait, but, Bill Shatner but, passed away? How did I miss that? Wait, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did I say? Well, I meant to say God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God bless him in heaven. We'll stand her. Uh, no, I'm, I meant to say Leonard Nimoy. My bad. No, God I was like, damn God it. damn. Well, how did I miss, you know, William Shatner? Dude, the King no, of the I, even, I was even lost in the sauce, too. I was like, whoa, shit, for real? No, but I mean, well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like taking for granted these opportunities, which which become memories and opportunities like that. And, and it's like... To, you know, we're like, oh, we've we seen him. He'll be here. He'll be again next year and, and so on and so forth. And really, you know, the same deal with Adam West. You know what I mean? It was like I, I got to, I got the chance to meet Adam West, Burt Ward, you know, all at the same time. Mind you, Burt Ward's still alive, but it, it'll never be the same. You see what I mean? No, for sure. It's for like sure. it's like those 
those it's it, that's what it's all about i think and it's like and watching the magic and, and watching people being so happy to to be able to converse with with you know their heroes and people that they look up to and and actually you know seeing how much these some of these people actually do care uh about being in these blessed positions you know what i mean it, it it's really really interesting thing man it's 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 beyond amazing you know something else kind of in, in thinking about putting on a con i mean you're dealing with a lot of living legends and so forth the weird thing that you know kind of in thinking about doing it is you know you kind of spoke to the adam west thing of like you know him and adam and burt ward you know kind of are this classic iconic duo literally of batman and robin for mm-hmm. a, a lot mm-hmm. of generations um Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, with being a young con, do people, are people worried about you protecting, you know, like someone like Selma Blair's, like, legacy? Like, I know you were on the, the Talk To Me podcast uh, that aired this past week, and you were talking about how uh-huh. you're excited about having Selma Blair on, not because she was in The Exorcist, which I know you're a fan of, but because she was in, and I can't remember the movie you, you spoke of, but it's a very... Oh, you're talking, yeah, you're talking about Linda Blair. Yes, oh, I'm sorry, yes, Linda, yes, yeah, Linda I'm sorry, Blair. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. No, no, yeah. I, now I know, I now, now we're on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's like with people like her, no, and I see where you're going with this. And when we started off, we heard that from a lot of people and we were really taken back by that, to be blatantly honest. When people would say, We don't we don't we don't fuck around with first time cons. And and we were like, wait, say that again? We don't fuck around with first time cons. And I'm and, and I had to have somebody legit, you know, take me to the little kids table and be like, Okay, Jamie, what that <laughs> means is there they're not sure that you're going to be a real thing. You're not just a flash in the pan. So you have to do this again for them to see either A, you're persistent, B, it's actually working, or C, you got a hot thing on your hands here. You know what I mean? And it's like, and after having that little pep talk, now I get it. So when we have people like Linda Blair or, you know, just D. Snyder, you know what I mean? It's like people like that coming in, like like these these are these are people that are coming in on the word of other people that have, that were at the first. You know what I mean? Work goes around. You know what I mean? We have a tendency of trying to treat people exactly the way we wanted to be treated, you know, right. and, and so forth. So, and I think I think that reflects who we are and what kind of business we run as well, because I, you know people know it's it's not a shit show. You're not going to get there. It's not going to be disorganized. You're not going to not have a room. There's nowhere for you to be. There's no one to be with. You know what I mean? It's like we are very, very adamant about handling every facet of this. And and that was whether it be trial and error from last year. And now we came with our pencils extra sharpened this year. You know what I mean? I mean, we are ready. For, we are ever ready for, for all of the potential things that could happen from what has happened and potentially what could happen. You know what I mean? People missing flights. That was a big issue with the weather and the inclement, you know, all the weather and so on and so forth. Like we, we got it to the point where now in some cases we watch the weather to see how it's going to be and fly people in a day or two early and literally put them up in a hotel so that they will be in the vicinity. You know what I mean? Which is important because if you're going to promote someone, be there and then they not show, you know, sometimes that can be a problem. Sometimes it's, it's an act of God. Sometimes it's, it's out of everyone's hands. But if you can possibly go that extra mile just to ensure that your clientele and all your family goers are going to have that opportunity, I think that's pretty cool. I like this. I, I'm proud to say that about us. I think that's pretty rad that, that we give a shit that much to make sure that we want to honor everything we say we're going to do. You know, something I've kind of wondered, I mean, obviously you guys have never shied away from the fact that you're from Michigan, you're from Detroit, and, you know, a lot of the economic struggles that we as a state and kind of, I guess, Detroit is going through a big rebuild right now, uh, growing back to its old days of prominence. 
do you feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people in the con world that you guys have experienced are kind of like Detroit? Yeah, I don't really want to go there. Like, is, is even that an issue for getting people to come out? I mean, as far as far as I want to say, I want to say no. That hasn't been an issue, thank God, for us so far. Um, I think what it is is I think it's I really do I I really truthfully think it's it, it's a it's a matter of integrity. It's a matter of ticket sales. It's a matter of business savvy, and and it's a matter of you know word of how you do business gets around in this industry and and that type of industry, for example, because you see there's only like a few promoters that run select shows, and obviously you know there's certain people that will only that are exclusively behind the scenes. And to only come into like a New York Comic Con or a San Diego Comic Con. You see what I mean? It's like to where they're contractually obligated where they're not allowed to mess with someone a, a little like us. Right. You right, know right. what I mean? And that, that, that creates a weird problem as well, too, in our world for as we go forward with this, because as we learn about some of the people who have little special deals like that, it's kind of a letdown because it just goes to show you that you won't be able to have any and everyone that you want. But more importantly, on the glass half full side of that, it really lets you appreciate those who do show out for you. No, for sure. And that's how I look at it. No, you know, most definitely. It's like if you're willing to take an opportunity with me and Paul and George and Mike and really willing to, to, to roll the dice with us and come out and trust us, I, I want you to be the happiest person in the world. And I want you to be like, they didn't let me down. They did everything they said they were going to do. Yeah, I would fuck it. I would do it again. I don't care if you did it in hell. I'll be there in hell with you. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that that's what, what outweighs anything, location or whatever, you know? So speaking to location and, you know, the obvious growth that you guys want with this con, I would assume it yeah. always being in Detroit is the goal. You always want it to be centrally located where you guys are. Is that, is that a fact? Well, somebody, somebody asked us that question the other day, and, uh, and, and, and it was, uh, uh, it was a, a, like a multi-phone interview, and it was interesting. And Paul had his opinion, and I had my opinion, and it, it was more or less, it was the same question but posed in a different manner. It was, what, what do you see the longevity of this? And, and what I honestly said, and I still feel the same way, is that my end game would be that not only that Astronomicon be a Detroit, it be a Detroit based event is where it started. It will always be an annual event, but I would sure I would love to see the, the likes of, you know, Astronomicon London or, or Astronomicon New York or Astronomicon Chi-Town. You so know what I mean? It's like, you, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, let's say, let's say we get to a point where we're, you know, it's actually something that we could potentially market and, and take on the road as if a tour, you know what I mean? And how, how would we do that? And we would wrap our mind around figuring how we could do it. And we would do stops like a tour and like literally take Astronomicon around the globe and try to bring the events and, and, and all these cool things. Cause I mean, this time around at, we're starting to add more stuff into the fold too, because for the, the demographic of people that come there for, for to see Twisted and, and participate with us. We found out last year, obviously, first year, trial and error, but we, you know, the people want to be more hands-on with us. They want to have more opportunities to spend time with us and, and do things. So we're trying to make ourselves more accessible this year than ever before to the point where we have a schedule laid out where you can learn how to draw with us for a segment of the day. Uh, there's photo ops, there's autographs, there's like, you know, there's there's a script reads. We do that twice. And those are super, super 
super fun. Everybody goes straight to Instagram or Facebook live and starts filming it. And we literally, you know, obviously it's, it's off the cuff, so it's impromptu. So the, the, the mess-ups are more welcome. That's the greatest part of Saturday Night Live is when they fuck up and everybody starts laughing, truly, you know. So it's like those are just – those are like – that's something that I'm proud to say that we kind of uh, we kind of just, just tried it, and it worked, and it got a really, really great response from everybody and, uh, and popular demand. We're bringing it back. Like, it's so nice. We're going to do it twice this time. So <laughs> who knows what happens at Astronomicon 3, man. Seriously. And it's cool because this time we're going to do it with props, and I wanted to do that the first time around. So, uh, again, upgrading and raising the bar a little bit, even if it's a little bit. You know, kind of speaking to that, something, you know, I, I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit, you know, most of the cons that happen, you know, one of the cons that I really have wanted to go to, and I know you guys have been a part of a couple of times at least, is, is the Rock and Shock podcast, where there's like a yeah. an all-star band thing that happens at the end of these things. Is that something you're, yeah. you would like to start incorporating, which is more of the music side of things, getting bands to come and play, maybe bands that kind of fit into this the con world as much as it can? Sure. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And we do, we do something like that, you know, like for the first year we, we have our, we have our VIP after parties where like this year, one of the evenings is you, you know, you, uh, you do karaoke with us and I'm, that's going to be a super duper blast because it's going to be a couple of the select groups from m and and we're all going to, you know, like play with the fans and, and see what we come up with, man. That's one night. And then the other night is, uh, is there actually going to be a show as well? So we kind of, again, you know, just like how when we say like everything, we, we, we try to take what we like from, from stuff when we're making our own. So, and those shows are great. And if we were to take it somewhere, I would, I would, sure. I would love to grab like, you know, obviously the regional big, big guy or guys, the big dog around town, you know what I mean? Would you guys want to play, you know, Astronomicon late night set, you know, that would be great. If I'm going to Jersey, I'm calling Jerry only. Hey, man, you think you can come in and play this Misfits gig for me, man? You know. Oh, man, I don't know. Like, he, he only plays Madison Square Gardens now. <laughs> I'm sure, hey, man, hey, you know what? And I'm proud of him because I remember when he wasn't playing them and, and he was telling me about how his mom makes the greatest meatballs in the world, and that's the Jerry I know, and hopefully that's still the Jerry that knows me. Well, I mean, change, brother. Maybe that's, maybe <laughs> that's, might be right. I was going to say, maybe that's, huh? that's the Jerry. Maybe that will come next year to Astronomicon three maybe that's the kind of people that you can start pulling in and that's the thing and 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 that's and that's what i i love about it as well and it's cool being pals with people and uh and it's nice to have those those you know even if it's i can't do it it's good to know that at least you know you 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 have access to people that other people may not because there's certain agencies that can only get you so far and sometimes having somebody who knows somebody or more importantly knowing them directly is is the best way like, hey, man, don't don't shoot shoot don't shoot the shit with me. You can or you can't do it. Like, I can't do it. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for keeping it real. You know what I mean? No, but for it's sure. But like, for you sure. know, that, that, that's awesome just to have that direct, you know. It makes things a lot easier. There's Because when you talk through people and agents and stuff like that, it tends to be a domino effect. It takes more time than necessary sometimes. So, I mean, kind of in wrapping up, because I don't want to take up too much of your time in the snowpocalypse that we're in. Um, so, something I, I have... Actually, I'm just gonna. There's no really good segue for this. So, a friend of mine that I work mm-hmm. with uh, at at work, which is obviously why I work with him. <laughs> um, yeah. He had mentioned a show at the Temple Club that you guys played, where a fan had their finger severed. Do you remember this show? Hmm. This is probably we're going. Oh fuck! Man. We're probably going back 10, 15 years. 
Uh, that sounds horrible. That sounds like something. No, I remember like I you know I I remember dumb shit like you know like like no I don't remember no uh uh-uh. uh why so so what so is the person please don't tell me they have a hook hand now no no, 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 no. they're they're not I know what you did last summer they're not coming to the con with a uh, guy you know, girl or, like what, what, no uh so apparently from the story as it was told to me was that basically uh, my friend Andy was at a, a show at the Temple Club which no longer exists R I P. Um, but I mean, if you remember that club, it was, it was like one of, it was kind of the sketchiest club in Lansing or in this area that you could kind of go to because it was in a not great part of town, uh, which is also ultimately right there. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, which is also why it went under because, uh, there was regardless, uh, but basically that he went went to go, (laughs) he went to go see you guys play. Uh, a friend of his is like, Hey, we got to go. Our friend had their finger cut off and he goes, Oh, you mean broken? And she goes, no, like her finger was literally severed because like the barricade broke. And then she was like, got her finger, I guess, pinned between the barricade and something. And like, you know, I guess maybe it was like one of the first people on the barricade where like the stage. Oh, in the bar- I have, I, I have so many creepy questions because I know from watching like <laughs> medical shows, you're supposed to keep the piece warm. So did the person Wait, put I thought the you're supposed finger to put it on ice. in their I mouth? I thought you were supposed to put it on ice. Oh, I thought you were supposed to keep it room temperature. I thought you were supposed like, to put like, it on ice. Because if you put it on ice... Really? That's. I mean, hold now on. Now I'm gonna Google every, this shit. I was now say, I have to every, Google this shit. Everything I've heard, and I mean, hence like why, like when weird shit happens to people out here in Michigan when it gets cold, they're like, well, it was already that cold, means, and it was already on I ice. I thought so when good. it gets cold, it, it, I thought when it gets cold, that's when all the all the shit, all like all uh, the blood veins and all that shit, like like start to um ah uh, god damn it, like like it locks like that uh, like like the lock in like yeah, so yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is it called? So that's why I thought. So I thought you had to keep it room temperature. I'm like that. I had, I'm sure that was a goddamn sight right there. A person <laughs> with their own finger in their mouth. Like, what the fuck is going? Where, where you come from? The Twisted Show. Hey, man. Woo, woo. Yeah, like, no. that sounds great. You can't write shit like that, right? Yeah, it's I don't know. I just imagine that person oh, goes man, to the bar afterwards. It. Goes, can I get one finger of whiskey and just drops their finger on the bar? <laughs> yeah, right in the club. Like, oh man. Like for real. That day. Hey, that's taking it to the next level. But that's crazy. Well, hopefully everybody. Hopefully they're. You said that you, we solidified they weren't a hook hand. So there's no, that. No, they're no, no, no. Uh, but apparently, like my friend was just like, does he remember that? Because like that's a, that's something wild that happened at that show, and even had made the comment. Wow. I guess you guys the next day played in like Flint or somewhere back in Michigan the next day, and we're like, so like oh this is God. a pretty crazy show. But like last night this thing happened. And so he was right, like, right, right. So he was like, "Oh, oh like, do, do they remember that?" Or has like, and so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna ask him that, but then I'm gonna be like, has crazier shit happened at a show where you're yeah. like, yo, someone threw like their fucking uh, their uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a fake, le- yeah, a fake leg. Uh, basically like throwing like a fake leg or a fake limb at you, and then like sign this or like drink alcohol out of it or something." Here's a here's a here's a quick impromptu one, and it, it it's it's a it's a nice little segue in how we got onto the warp tour. Originally, way way once upon a time back in the day, we had a warp tour stop. We were they said Twisted could play. We came out and they started throwing things at us, and I got hit. Like they were throwing. Like to be honest, the things were were Gatorade bottles, plastic bottles filled with wet sand because it was a pit that oh, had been yeah. raining that day. It was like in this kind of like baseball dugout kind of deal. 
So these people were filling bottles of like wet sand, mud, packing them full. So they feel like bricks and they're lobbing it at us. And, you know, we're like, you're not going to stop our performance. Fuck that. And then I got hit in the chest with one and I kind of lost it and, and jumped off stage and, and turned around. And my brother had somebody on a chain link fence and it was just a complete crazy shit show. And, and it was because of that is why Kevin Lyman was like, man, I feel like that didn't happen the way that it should have. Let's, I want to give you guys another try. Are you down, you know, shut up or put up. And we did. And lo and behold, long story short, that's, that's, that's how we were just on the work tour because of something just like that, because of just, of of a crazy story like that, of just people just, you know, acting a fool, you know, not every, not every music is going to be your music or your jams or whatever, but that's when it takes it to a whole nother level when it threatens like your physical presence on stage, you know? Yeah, no, we, we definitely talked about your uh, your Warped Tour experience and just what all it has done for your career and, and just the vibes of that. Um, but that's why, though. But, 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 but to segue back into your story, that was why, because that was somebody legit throwing shit at us, and that shit I, I will never forget. Like getting hit <laughs> with a fucking bottle of sand Gatorade in the chest and totally breaking character and being like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Who fucking threw that? You know what I mean? There's everything is just like... Ew. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, just, just definitely, definitely something else, man. Actually, kind of speaking to that, I know you guys. I mean, I don't want to break kayfabe, uh, but you know, WWE broke kayfabe like a motherfucker at the Royal Rumble this past weekend when uh, Ronda Rousey knocked out one of the uh, Titantron corner posts, and then it was working the next match. So, I mean, kayfabe's dead. But uh, all that aside, you guys are there are some characters coming from the. Uh, that you guys are playing and you guys yeah are- big tank and little poot from the big money hustlers universe yes absolutely so how- they are wild they are thuggish <laughs> they are full of gold teeth and spite and and not only are they doing a vip in photo op craziness but they're also doing which part of that is like a, a seminar a q a so like if you've ever wanted to ask them what it's like uh filming or, or being big 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 movie stars and two movies uh you know I, god knows what it's done to their their inflated egos in their heads but i'm sure that's definitely going to be one to see that's those dastardly <laughs> dickheads i don't want to say that they'll kick my ass but yeah no that's definitely gonna be something else i think that's fun i think that's fun for anybody from our from our, our our world and the twisted universe or the family or however you want to see it or say it, um, people who know about us and, and, and our, you know, other projects and shit like that, that's going to be a real treat to, to just see that, that, that it, it was, it was fun doing the promos for it. I can only imagine how awesome it's going to be, especially if people get to ask questions. So that's even going to be just, just kicking it up level upon level. So in speaking to that and bringing up wrestling, my last question for you is, Cut a promo that'll make people super excited to come out to Astronomicon that may not, that may be on the fence. Okay. All right. Uh, this is, I mean, I, hey, you know, and the greatest part about it is the fact that it's, it, it's radio. I can just read off my sheet. I mean, we yeah, you it. can. Yeah. I mean, that's what WWE right. does, right? They just get a script and they go out and perform it. I mean, yeah, but some of them, you know, I, 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 I speak to the old times when they kind of came off their dome, but when it's so many people's names, 
but we got we can do uh astronomicon february friday, february 8th friday saturday and sunday Wyndham garden sterling heights michigan john kassir the crypt keeper sid Haig, king hunter r.a mahala bill mosley and linda blair horror movie legends will be there what do you know about it wrestling superstar scott hall jake the stakes Fucking Scott Steiner, Goldust, and the Boogeyman. Goldust and the Boogeyman are also doing. Uh, I totally, I totally broke character. But Goldust, because this is important. Goldust and Boogeyman are actually doing uh, in character. Are they? Is, is Boogeyman bringing the the earthworms? I'm saying, I'm, I'm wanting to know just would, like you. I, would I, I, you, would so, you I, take the earthworms? Would you take them for a photo? Would you? Are you? Are you going to be that raw and do it? I mean, I mean, I don't know that I'd physically eat one or have it all up in or near my mouth, but if he had him in the photo, <laughs> I might stand next to him. I don't know. Boogeyman scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> in the same boat. I, I, I told my wife, I was like, Boogeyman's going to be there in full full regalia. She goes, with the earthworms? I go, I don't know. And she goes, would you do a photo with the earthworms? And I go, I don't I think mean, I want to, to, but like, I feel like I got to because like, I don't want to be called a punk well, bitch. Dude, you want no? Hell no! You don't want to be calling no punk bitch for one, but for two, I'm saying I hope I'm thinking a red light blinking. It's a real creepy scenario, but it don't <laughs> stop there. Dee Snyder, Bam Margera, Butch Patrick, and Butch Patrick, Ed Furlong, Tiny Lister, Debo from uh, Friday franchise, Mika and Kate from uh, Paranormal Activity also celebrating. I want to say I think it's the tenth, tenth, tenth year. Yeah, I think it of, is uh, the paranormal. As a paranormal activity franchise, which is kind of cool, and they're doing a panel there. And and I'm I like I personally, I don't know that I'm going to be able to attend all the panels because Jake Snake doing a panel. Uh, there's a couple really really interesting panels that I have questions out of my own personal Rolodex of fandom that that I want to know. Just just you know things like from when I remember matches like when when Jake uh, battled Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Remember he used to bring the Kimono Dragon and he had Damian. It's like the Rick Martel match. Like, part- that Rick Martel match, the blind match. Yeah, I'm see what I'm saying. It's, it's like he, he holds a different, a, a different, you know, uh, importantness for each person, and it's like I can't imagine how awesome these and how and how bountiful and information these seminars are going to be. But um, yeah, Min Chen and, and Mike from AMC's Comic Book Men, and uh, and and all that goodness, and you can get your tickets and VIP packs at astronomicon.com. Stankin' Poop from the Big Money Rustlers uh, franchise are going to be there. Ari Mahaloff as Leatherface from Texas Three. Sid Hag is Captain Spaulding. Bill Mosley is Otis Driftwood. Again, Goldust and Boogeyman. All those people are doing uh, in photo ops with the in full character regalia, just getting it in and and just shit like that, man. Really cool opportunities and memories to be had. Also, as part of the full-on VIP pack, I have to say this as well. We have a comic book coming out from Source Point Press. It's called The Darkness. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, for real. It's, it's Haunted High as The Darkness Rises. It's a new miniseries like a four-issue deal, but everybody who gets VIP, they're going to get a special variant cover. I don't know if you follow comic books, but in the comic book world, it's all about variant covers. Well, it's like vinyl. And, and, and the less, the, less the, the production of the cover, the more valuable it is. Well, I can guarantee you that this is going to be one of the lowest production runs. It's strictly for the VIP in attendance. So however many people uh, order, that's how many are going to be produced. But that's one of the cool perks as well because uh, that variant cover and, and the whole entire creative team is going to be there. So uh, that, what, what a sweet piece to get tagged up and add to your collection if you're into that kind of deal. So, um, but yeah, man, that's, that's, that's my, uh, that's my high energetic. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick, but I'm feeling it <laughs> <laughs> on a Wednesday. 
But yeah, for real, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. You're 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 going, right, John? You're, I, you're going to go. My wife and I are coming. It will be our first con. You are our you are popping our here. con cherry. See, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, and it really it warms my heart hearing that. Because seriously, me and Paul did uh, on our own podcast show, Ashtrays and Action Figures. We were talking about that. And we were really taken back by how many people had never been to a convention and how much and how and how like important those things were in our lives. And to know that people who are now in our lives have no idea. They're like, wait, what's that? So, so that it's like, it's like full circle. It's a super duper honor to, to, to be that and uh, look forward to having you there as well as everybody else listening. Do not miss out. It's going to be the event of the year. It's the 8th and 9th and the 10th, February, Astronomicon 2, Wyndham Garden, Sterling Heights, Michigan. Man, hope to see you guys there. And that, it, that's a wrap, man. I'm going to be there. I hope you're there. <laughs> So that was my conversation with Bill Mosley and Jamie Madrox of Twisted, going over all things Astronomicon, horror movie stuff, and, uh, you know, as Joshua Toomey likes to point out of the Talk To Me podcast, that I like to talk a lot about local things. So got to hear a little bit about local weather that I'm experiencing here in uh, Michigan, the polar vortex, as it's known. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you're in a polar vortex, but what did you oh, think Oh, yeah, that? dude. Yeah, no, I uh, was in a polar vortex. You know, we're we're pretty Midwest. Uh, I thought it was cool. I particularly enjoyed the story about uh, somebody at a Twisted show losing their hand. It was a finger, not um, a hand. <laughs> oh, it was a finger. Okay. Well, because then Jamie came back and said, oh, God, I hope that guy doesn't have a hook hand now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. So that was very interesting. Um, I think it's going to be cool. You know, unfortunately, it's not going to be in my neck of the woods. So uh, you won't you will not see me there this year. Uh, this might I mean, be something seems like a lot of fun and I'm really into that like all the horror movies and stuff so I mean I probably end up having a pretty good time yeah this might be something you know something that we kind of wanted to do with this podcast actually is to to kind of go and do a little bit of different things I mean I think you know a lot of people who are into metal and so forth are, are obviously into uh, I would say like adult cartoons comics horror movies yeah. and so forth so this this feels pretty fitting uh it's not something we've done. I mean, I've already had Jamie from from Twisted on before, but I mean, this is more specific to this this con. And you know, like I was telling Dan after I talked to Bill, uh, Mister Mosley, aka, <laughs> uh, that it was really weird because I mean, it's like you know, we talk to musicians, and I think Dan and I will attest that you know sometimes we get done talking to these people, we're like, holy shit, I can't believe I just talked to insert whoever here. But I think there's a little bit of a difference in talking to someone like you know Bill who has been around for. Oh, fuck, like 30, 40 years at this point? Yeah, he's been um, around a minute. And has been in such, you know, classic movies uh, that are, you know, if you're a fan of a few of these genres or whatever, I mean, it's like it's Devil's Rejects, I think, had a big stamp in time uh, in the the kind of early 2000s, mid-2000s, you know. I don't think you can go anywhere and be like, what, aren't clowns fucking funny? Ain't I fucking funny? Or tootie fucking fruity? Right. Like, you know, there's just certain things, like, maybe you don't even know where it's from, but, like, you know, it kind of tips its hat to those things being a pop culture thing. Um, you know, somebody else that I'm actually really excited, and I don't know that we really talked about him a whole lot, uh, Dee Snyder was actually going to be here. Oh, yeah. and uh, Yeah, that's exciting. I really hope that uh, he'll have, he'll give us a couple of minutes because, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, that dude's a fucking legend in so many things. In the horror world with his uh, movie from, fuck, what is it, 1998, 96, somewhere around there? Uh, Strangeland. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. I mean, you and I talk about killer soundtracks all the time. That fucking movie had a dope-ass soundtrack that if it ever got released on vinyl, I think, uh, I think it would make a lot of money for somebody. Yeah, absolutely would. 
it's got everything. Yeah, it really does. I think it really. I mean, it's it's still got like your your you know your Panteras and stuff like that, but also has like your industrial and new metal that was coming in. Uh, yeah, Biles on it, which is uh, exciting. You know, just to keep everything on brand. What have you been drinking this week? Uh, well, I've been deviating a little bit from my usual, which is space dust. Well, you got a uh, Elysian glass, I believe, for your birthday. Happy yes, related, yes, by I the did. Way. Thank you, Chris McCoy. Uh, he hooked me up with that as a uh, little birthday present, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. As it's a little strange drinking beers that aren't space dust out of it, but you know, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> but no, I actually did go to a different uh, Elysian product, which was. Uh, <laughs> Which was the uh, the day glow, which has like the crazy tripped out tiger on the front of it. Okay. And it's an IPA. It's harsh. It's a little different than space dust. It actually gives me stomach problems, but it's <laughs> so totally you know it's worth good. it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's worth it. I, I enjoy it. So I decided to treat myself, knowing that I'd be doing this conversation with Dan and to kind of celebrate. So I went with a Michigan local. It's a Rochester Mills milkshake IPA, um, brewed with uh, milk sugar, mangoes, and vanilla. Hmm, that's interesting. It sure was. It was better than that beer I posted on our Instagram page, the uh, three three peels or whatever. That was not as good as I was expecting it to be. But I will say that Samoa beer was fucking delicious, and I need to go get yeah. more of it ASAP. So I've been very spoiled this last uh, week and a half or so just drinking really delicious beers and uh, finding all kinds of fun flavors. I keep wanting to get Space Dust, but I feel like Dan's got market. that market cornered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you can always have some. You can get it pretty much anywhere now. It didn't used to be that way. You, you used to only be able to get it here, but now you can get it pretty much anywhere that sells decent beer. Yeah, and kind of in wrapping up, just because this episode's a little bit longer, uh, again, Astronomicon is next week as of the time you're going to hear this, February 8th through the 10th at the Wyndham Garden in Sterling Heights, Michigan, starting at 4.30 p.m. on Friday, goes till 10, Saturday from 11 to 7, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., for those that can't figure that out, and then Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., go to Astronomicon.com, purchase tickets, see the laundry list of everyone who's going to be there, and the panel schedule, and just, you know, honestly, everything. Like I said, I've never been to a con very much looking forward to it although i really do feel like i need a wrath of con shirt when i go there just to be like and it says like my first con because uh, you know i'm an i'm an asshole and i think those things are funny just want to throw a special shout out to dan uh we are dropping an episode on sunday as we typically do and this is the first that dan has the first interview that dan's done all by himself yeah i mean <laughs> your mileage may vary <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a fun interview with uh, Brandon Kellum of American Standards, and uh, it's looking like I'll be talking to Scott from Zao here in a couple days as well, so going to be flying solo. Well, on that uh, that note, we are going to wrap this episode up, so look forward to Sunday's episode with Brandon Kellum of American Standards. We're even playing the new song that just dropped today as of when we're recording this, uh, Phantom Limb, uh, head over to Metal Injection dot com or metal injection somewhere online and uh you can go check out the song or if you want to wait a couple days we will have that new hotness at the end until next time thanks for checking this out go to astronomicon astronomicon.com get all your details thanks again to jamie and to bill for taking the time and we will talk to you guys next time